welcome back to Girls, Gems, and Giggles. I am super excited to share this next guest with you. His name is John, and he's the creator and founder of Spirituality You. It's found on various platforms. John is a spiritual coach and a mentorship coach who provides training and support for people who require help along their spiritual journey or if they just are looking for some understanding on what's going on and the processes and the things that they can maybe expect to go through and how to overcome them and come out on the better side of their manifestations and their affirmations he provides on this episode experiences that he went through and how he was able to recognize little breadcrumbs that go along the way of letting you know when you're on the right path. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this wonderful episode with the creator and founder of Spirituality You. Take a listen and I'll see you on the other side. Today we have a special guest by the name of John, and he's a manifestation spiritual coach who has an amazing platform that I watch faithfully because there's so many positive messages on there that just, they just really resonate with me. And I think you guys are also going to enjoy our guest today. So welcome, John, to the show. Thank you for having me, Joanne. Thanks for the kind words. Like, honestly, puts a big smile on my face. I love just talking about this stuff with people. It's, it's interesting topics, and I know for a lot of people, it can be kind of esoteric and out there. I know it took me a while to actually really dive into it without feeling like I was, you know, going off the deep end with something and whatnot. But the more I dove into it, the more it seemed like this is actually kind of real. And I saw, like, proof of it in my life, like, very consistently once I started really applying it. And so... You said that at first it was kind of like different for you. So how long have you been on the spiritual path? I really started like diving into it, I want to say, or at least considering it in like 2016, 2017. Um, looking back, like now with, you know, more perspective of it, I can see where it was a lot earlier than that, that I had like little, like I call breadcrumbs and whatnot that were leading to that point where I started thinking about it. But where I really started to consciously start considering it was roughly 2016, 2017. And that's about the same time that I went through like what people consider like the dark night of the soul where, you know, everything comes kind of crashing down around you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering. I had heard you mention on any of your posts about the dark night of the soul. And I wasn't really too clear on what that is. So you say it's when things just kind of come crashing down. Does that only happen when you're on your way to a spiritual journey or how does it work? So I think it depends on each individual, but there's looking back through my life, you know, I've noticed there's like different stages of different kinds of dark night of the souls. And the thing that kind of marks them is like monstrous life-changing events. But the one that I normally refer to more and really think is like the pivotal one or trademark one i guess or i don't know what word i'm looking for i guess signature is the one i'm looking for that kind of breaks free all the spiritual stuff is the one that literally just sends you searching for something beyond yourself it's like everything around you and when i mean everything it's like your living situation your relationships your job every bit of stability in your life just kind of shits on you 
and there's nothing you can do about it besides just go with it and wait for it to figure itself out it's like it, you learn kind of this very deep trust in something that you can't see at that point and you also tend to go in and start learning about yourself and really discovering who you are instead of who you've been and who you've been told you are for me i feel like it was finally breaking free from like a narcissistic relationship mm -hmm. led me onto the path of like just finding myself and finding what really works for me and what i do want to allow in my life and not allow into my life i wouldn't say it was necessarily a total like chaotic crash necessarily it was just like a aha i'm not gonna put up with this moment you know anymore yeah it, it doesn't have to necessarily i guess be the entire crash i i know there are some people that do experience that for me it was literally all of it like all uh -huh. within like a one-year period and but not everyone goes through it basically as long as it is like monstrously life-changing whether it is just how you change your view of your life or all the circumstances around it, it, it tends to lead to a lot of like eye-opening experiences or just changes in your perspective and consciousness. Okay, so it can look different for different people. Yeah. But, okay. And so, so did you have like, okay, before you had this sort of dark night of the soul moment, as you were growing up, did you always feel sort of like connected to your spiritual, like were you more spiritual growing up or? Yes and no. I didn't really realize I was, but you know, I grew up in a household that was very big on Christianity and whatnot and not knocking it at all, but it never really resonated with me. I never really fully, I just kind of accepted, oh, mom says I'm a Christian, so I'm a Christian, but I never really you know identified as that with what the beliefs are it was just like oh this is what i'm supposed to do um in terms of like spiritual stuff you know i, I always felt like my intuition was kind of heightened i was very aware of things i was able to talk with people that were way older than me but at the same time communicate with you know real little kids and it was like a very seamless transition it wasn't hard for me to interact with anyone or anything whether it was creatures or whatever it was just I don't know. I, I seem to feel like I understood like energy and whatnot very early, but I didn't realize that was what I was understanding. Oh. I just, it, it all came kind of natural. And a lot of people that are, that find themselves in the spiritual path tend to resonate with that quite a bit. You know, they're like, and I'm, you know, who doesn't really like animals and whatnot, but you can tell the difference between people that natu naturally just seem to be a magnet for animals and people that are like, oh, I like them, but, you know, it takes a little bit of effort for them to really trust that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm always like, even when I see any animal, I'm always like, not only does it, it resonate with me and I love them, but I also am like trying to figure out like, what does this mean? Because I feel like anytime any like spiritual being crosses your path, it means something, you know, like they were sent to message you in some type of way. Right. Do you feel like that? I used to. Um, my perspective, honestly, in the last few months has kind of changed on how I view all this. Um, I definitely, yes, I always felt like something was like kind of guiding and whatnot. But the way that I viewed it was something outside of me, you know, it was like, oh, there's this spirit guide, or here's like my higher self or the universe or whatever. I was very honed into there's something outside of me that was guiding me. And, you know, I would look for signs from all this stuff. And 
the thing is, oftentimes it would coincide with what I was hoping for it to be or believing it would be. You know, it's like I would get a very kind of like that intuition feel of this is supposed to be my path. Oh, this is something for me. And I would follow it. And without fail, it would lead me to where I felt I needed to go. You know, like it seemed to all make sense. But now, kind of looking back, as I've kind of, let's see, how do I put this? There's just been a lot lately that has changed very rapidly based off of my own internal feelings on things. And it was almost like flip-flopping as if I was like, the way that I like to explain it, it you, I'm sure you've seen like the Mandela effect with like the Bernstein bears and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like bouncing between those two realities right now where you're in the Bernstein and the Bernstein reality. And it's like almost like watching one and the other simultaneously. And it's like, I blink and I don't know which one I'm in for a second. It's, it's very weird right now, but at the same, which I know probably sounds nuts to some people, but it's led me to kind of start thinking all of that stuff before that I thought was guiding me that I thought was external of me was because this still follows suit, was my own consciousness basically creating something that I thought was external of me to guide me because that's what I trusted more at the time. I didn't have that full trust in myself that I'm making it. So basically we create something that we trust in to guide us when we don't trust ourselves. So it's kind of what now. And I'm kind of having this realization that all of it was just me leaving these little, what I needed at the time to get to where I am which mm. some people I feel even myself I'm like wrestling with it is like is that egotistical or is it the truth but I keep looking back and it's like every single time I'm able to see where my mind frame was with it and why I needed what I needed at the time and it does it literally just coincides with it all the whole time and mm. I'm sorry if you heard that I don't know where that came from <laughs> <laughs> Well, you manifested it. <laughs> yeah. it I mean, well, let's be real, because honestly, when I was first getting out here, I was like, you know, I bet somebody's going to make some kind of noise out here. I mean, it's going to be embarrassing. So here we are. <laughs> like, you're not wrong. Oh, my goodness. No, but that makes a lot of sense. So basically, you're saying that subconsciously, we already know what is going to happen or what we feel is supposed to happen but we're not really 100% prepared for it so we kind of take our own self in baby steps basically yeah like a lot of us struggle with me especially before struggle with like you know feeling worthy of stuff or like I'm powerful enough or whatever you want to look at it as like I don't mean it to sound egotistical but it's like we diminish our own ability and our own worth and our own value. You know, it's like a lot of us will go out of our way for anyone else, but at the same time, we will hesitate to do the same exact stuff for ourselves. And I feel like we get to this point where, uh, like I said, I feel like everything is a manifestation of our own conscious and subconscious mind. It's just, we're creating everything around us. And I feel like at that point in my life, I wasn't really confident that I was creating it. So it was like, well, Maybe I'm co-creating with the universe. And I found something that talked about that. And when that happened, it became very easy. Like I just would put it out there what I wanted to have happen. And it would happen pretty much like from at the time I was living in Texas and I really, really, really wanted to get out here to Orlando 
like I fell in love with the theme parks and everything. I love living in, you know, being able to go to Disney or Universal whenever I want. It's kind of like my little happy place. And I, I just kept dreaming about it and thinking somehow it's going to happen. And I had no idea how it would. But at the time, I was very much like, you know, the universe has my back. It's going to create it for me. I don't know how it's all going to work out, though. And I just kind of lived in which this is what everyone talks about still now with like law of assumption is you just live in the end. You live believing it's yours. It's going to happen. You don't question when you just believe it's happening. And I mean, at the time I'm sitting there living in Texas, not really enjoying anything. I'm just kind of waiting. But at the same time, I decided to make good with what I had at the time and just start going for walks and, you know, did my spiritual stuff online and everything and just kind of spent most of my time daydreaming about what it was going to be like when I finally got out here. And mm -hmm. You know, I kept thinking I'm going to meet a bunch of people that are going to just resonate with me. They're going to feel like soul family. I'm going to find the friends that I haven't really had for a long time. I'm going to have all this stuff to do. I'm never going to be bored. It's just, you know, everything's going to come out for me, basically. And I even kind of started thinking, you know, maybe I'll start talking about this stuff with other people and start some kind of, you know, podcast or video thing on YouTube or something like that. I wasn't really sure what I'd do with it, but I kind of had that idea too. But my logical mind was going with, oh, well, maybe you'll work at the theme parks instead because, you know, that's how you normally do kind of stuff. You get a job, you know, a traditional job. Right. Well, everything kind of came to fruition when uh in 2020 of all years right mm -hmm. <laughs> i got moved out here right before the pandemic started oh, and every, wow. everything closed and i'm like well oh, no. okay this yeah. isn't quite what i was expecting but okay but then i made some friends and became very close with them very quickly which was one of the things i thought would happen on top of that i thought i would end up possibly end up breaking up with my partner that did happen too because he didn't come out here with me at first and it was just every little nuance of it came true you had, yeah the good and the bad the good and the bad but i kind of flipped the bad to being this is what i needed to have happen and it really showed me how literal our thoughts end up manifesting i didn't worry about it i just believed it was going to happen including all of it and i was like willing to make those concessions that yeah that will happen but i was like well i'll be happy though so it'll work like everything's going to get worked out and i mean even the move out here you know i, I thought it was going to take a lot of money to happen and i didn't know if i'd find a place that would be as close to the parks as i wanted let me tell you it takes me about 20 minutes to walk from my front door into either of the universal theme parks like i am Hi. right there it's so <laughs> quick i never dreamed i could even do that you know but on top of it like the moving costs and everything were so different it was like the place waived all the application fees and because of the, t the time that it took the move that i was moving in at the end of the month they didn't do like first and last month rent like a lot of places do instead they just did prorated rent for the month so it was like i moved in for like four hundred dollars or something and it's not uh, like a bumpy place at all i was just like what uh, is happening like this is unreal so those were like little breadcrumbs letting you know you're on the right path right but again i i visualize not like visualized each i mean i ended up in the place i wanted i ended up as close as i wanted i ended up with the type of people i wanted and everything i just kind of i kept believing it would happen and it did like it literally did and i don't know how else to explain it it's like at the time i believed it was like the universe working for me on it well at this point i've kind of I watched myself, how do I put this? It's not that it's like a bad thing. It's just shown me how much our thoughts really matter. Because I started worrying that, is this really sustainable though? Is this going to last? I don't know. And like slowly I watched little things start 
seeming a little scary again you know like obviously rent increases are going up now and everything and it a lot of it changed and i'm like ooh, i don't know if this is going to work much longer and it i mean it's working but that was also like a very long projected thing that i thought of back then too of well it'll probably work for a while but is it something that will last and as i'm watching stuff slowly go in that route i'm like oh this is literally like still going from that and you know i let myself go into certain anxious thoughts for a little bit and watched as they started manifesting quickly and that's what's kind of taken me more to this idea that i think it is really just we create everything around us and as i'm doing that i'm focusing on okay yeah i focused on the wrong stuff for a little bit like i know what to do but i i kind of let that fear take over for a little bit and the thing is i can basically match it back to what happened before and how much I just lived believing the best was going to work out no matter what. And so is it kind of like before you believe more so in the manifestation of the universe and now you believe in the manifestation of the power within yourself? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm wordy by the way. I apologize. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just trying to make sure I'm on the right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you've heard, you know, being in the spiritual stuff, you know, that the universe is you, you are the universe, everyone is you pushed out and everything. And it's like, I didn't know how literal to take that before. But the last like year has really been showing me to take that as literal as you possibly can. Wow, well, that's good. So it's like, you really have to, to just really watch your thoughts and your beliefs and what you tell yourself yeah like you have to really be on top of it and the thing is like so for me like i i grew up for a long time and kind of more of a survival type mindset so i was talking with somebody about this the other day and it's like a lot of us have a default mind frame of i don't say victim mentality but just survival mode you know it's like we kind of autopilot back into that and you have to be very aware of that because if you're not it doesn't matter what you end up consciously manifesting. If you let yourself start worrying again and let yourself go into that worst case scenario and start thinking, oh, stuff isn't going to work out. That's just my luck kind of thing. You're going to manifest it back to where you don't want. And that's one of the things that I've noticed with my life too, is each time that I thought I got to where I wanted, I got a little bit lazy with how I was thinking about stuff. Instead of staying on top of believing it's just going to keep working out and whatnot, I started I guess, fearing stuff. And every time, just like that ebb and flow with it, it it happens. And the more that I've started realizing that, it's like you you got to stay on top of what you're thinking. You can't be lazy with it. You have to be consciously all the time catching yourself and be like, hey, wait, no, that's like the old story. That's the old thoughts. That's me going back into some negative stuff. And I can't dwell on that. I got to flip it around. And the big part is just really training your subconscious mind to have the autopilot of happy thoughts and believing it's going to work out. And that takes a little bit of time because for some of us, you know, we spent a lot of years living in the other. Yeah, I was, that kind of brings me to a question I wanted to ask you, like, how important do you feel it is to kind of just really let go of maybe an old version of yourself or old thought patterns in order to create a life that you really want to lead and desire? For it to be sustainable, I think it is absolutely critical. Like you can convince yourself the stuff's going to get good for a while, but if you deep down keep this idea that people just use you or that stuff doesn't work out for you or that you're hard to love or whatever kind of 
deep-rooted belief you have about yourself, eventually you're going to let those insecurities rise up again. And if you do, what do you think is going to happen? You know, it, it, you haven't dealt with that core issue. So you have to start changing how you view yourself, how you think you show up in the world long term. It can't just be, oh, everything's going to work out right now. And then you go back to once it starts working out to, eh, well, maybe it's not. You're just going to make it go back to the old. So you have to kind of identify why you have those issues. And then uh, but what them. if it's deep rooted, though, John, like, you know, say a person is sort of pessimistic from their youth, from how they were treated or whatever. How do they overcome that? I don't want to put this as well, for each person, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, some people may feel they need like traditional medicine with it to kind of stave off those thoughts that that's a belief they have. If they're very confident that meditation will work, they can go into meditative states and do that. Um, it, it's overall, like I talk about a lot of having to just commit to what you're be more committed to the life you want than the life you don't want, which starts in your mind. I mean, we are always for, especially if you're an overthinker like me, you know, your mind races all day long. Well, you have you have to be disciplined with it. You have to catch yourself on those negative thoughts, which isn't easy. And it's it, you know it sounds easier than it, it sounds like it should be easier, but it's not. And I haven't really found any other way than just deciding I gotta cut the shit out. You know, I, I gotta fix it. Like it starts with me and it ends with me. If you're creating everything around you, you're creating the different opportunities to heal. You're creating the different opportunities to continue down the path of you know what may seem like least resistance of just giving into the dark thoughts and everything like that too so it's like no matter what you're experiencing you are always going to create options for yourself you might create the option of a doctor over here or you might create the option of you know a more holistic route and it's your choice to either act on those or decide they're not going to work for you like oh, your subconscious mind will always give you options you just have to take the action that you feel is going to actually work on it that uh, works yeah. Like, uh, I'll give a good example of this. So, you know, I, I've gone up and down with my weight quite a lot in my life as well, and dealt with things like irritable bowel and stuff like that for quite a while. And back in, oh, I want to say 2018, I started, like, I watched this documentary, it came about for me called What the Health, and I got real big on the vegan bandwagon. And I just, I it instantly clicked in my mind of, oh, this is going to fix everything. I'll lose the weight. My irritable bowel will get better. I'll feel better. Everything's going to be great. And I saw it as this like absolute perfect thing for me. And so I hyper committed to it. And, you know, from 2018 to 20, mid 2020, I went from 355 pounds to 265. So you know, I lost quite a lot. My irritable bowel cleared up. I felt better. I've lost a significant amount of weight, waist size. Like a lot of stuff fixed. Um, my A1C went down, diabetes and stuff got a lot under control and everything, everything I thought it would be. And then I slowly started, I'll be honest, I have kind of gone back to like mix of everything now. And I watch as it kind of mimics what I'm believing with it. I've believed for a while I can maintain the weight. I just have to be focused on what I'm doing with it and not overindulge on anything. You know, and it's like typical rules that you follow, but at the same time, <laughs> Your belief is what empowers whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, it's kind of the whole placebo effect. If you believe, I you can like think work. yourself thinner. You know, like if you keep telling yourself, "I'm getting smaller every day," yeah. I'm yeah. You believe? I believe that. 
I do too. Like that's the whole thing with like affirmations and whatnot. I, I wasn't real big on affirmations before, but lately I've started to really dive into them a little bit because I've started realizing all the negative thoughts that you think a lot of the times are just affirmations as well. You just didn't call them an affirmation. You just literally started thinking them and then they start coming true. That's so it's true. Like, it's like with like worrying and negative thoughts and everything, they're not normally happening. You're just imagining them happening, which is the same thing for positively manifesting, whatever it is, whether it's health, whether it's relationships, whether it's opportunities and stuff, like everything that you experience starts in your mind somewhere. It may not be as literal. It may just be a very like generic idea of, oh, well, anything's possible. And this falls under the category of anything and things just don't go my way so here's some random bad luck here's a flat tire and you know your wrong order and whatnot at a restaurant kind of stuff like that before you start realizing okay there's like something real to this like there is actually something very real to this and then you start seeing your literal thoughts manifesting in front of you instead of just the generic ones can i give you a real life example because sure. when i first started watching your posts and everything i was just like in awe, like I told you, of like the things that you're saying, it really resonated with me. And I was like, man, one day I would love to have him on the podcast. And mm -hmm. I just thought that like, you know, but just like a quick thought. And then I just moved on, you know, with my dad or whatever. And then a few weeks later, I was, um, I was talking to some family members of mine and I was telling them, there's this guy I really want to have on my podcast for some reason. And then it, and it, another just quick thought, but I was telling them about it, but I spoke it, you know? And then the next day you made a post. And then so I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to him. And I didn't I didn't expect for you. Well, maybe I did. Expect, I don't know. But I was glad that you agreed to come on the show. And I was like, wow, you know, like it felt like affirmation and it felt like confirmation. Like, you know what I mean? Like the thoughts into reality. And um, I was just so pleased that you agreed to come on. And I, that's an example of, I could say that. Things do do happen, you know. Things that you want to happen. So I'm gonna to add to this for you a little bit. Like I, I truly believe everyone and everything is a reflection. So I don't know exactly the time frame that you started thinking about this, but straight up, like I, I've been going through like a variety of different thoughts lately. And you know, every time I start wondering if I'm doing anything real positive with the spirituality you and whatnot, and getting a little down on myself something always comes through to remind me that I'm actually doing well with it. Like people are posting very positive stuff and whatnot. And I, I actually put it out there of, you know, I, I hope somebody's going to want to actually work with me or do something here soon, like a collaboration or something very soon. I put that out there like two or three oh. weeks ago. <laughs> and then I got the email from you and I'm like, well, hello. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And so we're like, like on totally different coasts. Yep. But the universe just like, you know, it's just amazing. If you can think it, you can create it in a lot of different ways. Like I've thought about this in a variety of stuff. Like, uh, so back when I was a lot younger, you know, I, I was very into country music and I was a huge fan of the country singer, John Michael Montgomery. And I started really wanting to like go to concerts and stuff and was just, you know, I was a kid and I was like living in fantasy world of, you know, it'd be so cool if I got to meet him or something. God, it, you know, it'd be kind of cool to go backstage and all this stuff. And I started just living in this dream idea of it'd be really cool if I got to almost be his friend or something, you know? And you know, I write music and stuff myself and started like thinking different ways for how this could work. Well, it didn't take too long. Like I ended up going to a concert and then I made like started talking on their fan club thing. 
and started making friends. And it went from like, you know, being nobody there to I went to like 22 different shows in two years. Okay. And I got to go backstage on almost all of them. I got to start hanging out with them. I got to eat like meals and stuff with them. Got to actually know. It was really cool. <laughs> Looking back, I see where like literally living that little fantasy world and believing it was somehow possible and just imagining it led to it happening. Wow. But it, I mean, it, it's crazy the stuff that happens. Like a friend of mine, um, she was thinking about this for a while she's what is it? i think stone temple pilots i think that's what it is or 21 pilots i forget the name of the band forgive me i'm not the best with all music but she's been very much wanting to see whichever band this is and she started thinking God, i wish they would come you know to my city and whatnot then they announced like last month a surprise concert in her hometown so she went and she also started like just imagining she's real big into this stuff too maybe getting to meet the lead singer or something and it happened almost exactly how she thought like he just <laughs> randomly walked up behind her and they started talking and stuff it was like wow. and i hear people talk about this stuff all the freaking time uh-huh. it's like most people convince themselves you know they'll daydream for a little bit but then they'll close out that daydream with uh-huh. but you know that's not realistic the key uh-huh. is to just literally live in that and continuously live in it until it happens like the universe will align stuff you will align stuff behind the scenes without knowing it until it happens mm-hmm. and then but I, do you also feel like there's also still a little bit of work we have to put into it though too like if you believe there is yes oh like okay. again it's your beliefs that give everything power oh. i mean one example I, I like to give of this is let's say you want to win the lottery you know something that everyone thinks of what's like the most logical way you can think of that what's the first thing you think you have to do to win the lottery to go play the scratchers or whatever the yep. probably doesn't occur to you at all that there's the potential that a winning ticket could blow away from somebody else and just happen to be in the parking lot and you look down and pick it up mm-hmm. it doesn't even occur to you like that you're right but an, an example I like to give of this so uh, I follow somebody on YouTube named Victor Odo I don't know if you've ever heard of him or seen him he's pretty awesome he has a lot of good content as well Wait, and Odo. how do you spell it O-T-O? O-D-D-O. O-D-D-O. okay yeah. so <laughs> he was i think it was last year i was listening to a story of his um him and his wife were inside and their daughter is like hey i'm gonna go catch a bird and she has like a net in her hand and everything and they're like imagining her swatting a bird out of the air or something and they're like okay you have fun with that she goes in the backyard and then she comes in like 10 or 15 minutes later with a bird in the net. And they're like, what the hell? <laughs> well, turns out she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, she's real young. She's not thinking, how could this happen? She's yeah. just determined she's going to find a bird. Yeah. Turns out there was a bird on the ground that had been injured and she scooped it up with the net oh. and they ended up helping and everything. But, you know, in their minds, there's no way she's going to get a bird out of the sky. In her mind, she's going to get a bird. She didn't care how. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how manifesting works sometimes. Like we try to control it with the how, the when, and every single bit of it. Where if you just put the intention out there and let your subconscious mind basically just work magic for you in a way, mm. it will find a way to make it happen. But when you start trying to micromanage it to every little detail, mm-hmm. you move all these other avenues for how something can happen. Mm. That's big for me. I'm glad you, excuse me, there's some bike riders passing by no problem <laughs> so loud. well they're scooter riders i guess scooter riders. um 
yeah, I I decided I wanted to do this podcast outside as well. So I'm <laughs> great minds. <laughs> yeah, there's always connections. There's always right? connections people find. <laughs> but that was that was huge for me. You saying that if you think that you have to work for it, then that's how it. But you don't have to think that way. I never realized that. But that was huge. That was huge. For me. Okay. We like to think very logically. And I mean, that makes sense to a degree. It's what we've grown up with and learned for a very long time. But reality is like, yeah, there's going to be things that you probably have to take action on, but that normally coincides with things that you believe you have to take action on. And sometimes the action can just be changing your thought on it. Like that is still an action. Mm-hmm. But we, ah, hold on a sec. Okay. Sorry, my screen went dark and I'm like, oh crap, don't hang up. <laughs> Apparently it's not recognizing them having activity, even though there's clearly activity on this. So what are the ways that you think we can, okay, I'll first, before I go there, now you mentioned spirituality, you. Yep. So tell, tell me a little bit about that. What all does that encompass? Well, I didn't really know what I was going to do with it when I first started it. Like the way that I started it was just posting like, little inspirational images on facebook at uh beginning of 2021 i didn't really start i was i'll be honest i was kind of like insecure and everything due to still weight and everything and that self-image of you know fat little boy and everything so i wasn't real confident sharing my face with everything and i really didn't feel like i was a public speaker type it took me a little bit to get comfortable with that so like i said i kind of hid behind images for a while and then enough people started telling me you should get on tiktok like you should really get on tiktok there's a lot of people that are in spiritual tiktok and everything and i think you do awesome with it mm-hmm. i eventually decided to try it and that was in november of 2021 and it, you know i i just went in with this belief that and sorry I, I, i'm going in a big old tangent here i promise i'll actually answer this a little bit <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like i started thinking you know as long as i stay consistent with it and just put my message out there don't worry too much about who finds it when and whatnot, the right stuff will find the right people when they need it, which was my experience with spirituality. You know, it was like whenever I was thinking something or going through something, I would find exactly what I needed exactly when I needed it, which sometimes was nothing or sometimes was something monumental. And so basically I started spirituality with the idea of just basically being a messenger and putting information out there, trusting that the same way it found me, it would find others. And I didn't know if it would turn into coaching, if it would turn into I didn't really know what it was going to turn into. I just knew that it would turn into something and just let it develop as I decided it needed to. Like, I I had an idea for it, but I wasn't sure exactly where it would go. I just knew it would grow. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a a coaching mentorship? Yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, I I do do uh, coaching. I basically take on a few clients a month, trying to not overwhelm myself, allow myself to actually have the time to dedicate to each person so that they feel like they're, you know, a priority. Cause I, I, I don't like making people feel like numbers. I like working with people individually, but at the same time, I, I know my limits. And if I go bonkers with like a bajillion different clients and stuff, I'm not going to be able to help anyone or keep myself afloat. So I try to make sure that I don't overwhelm myself, but make sure that I'm going to be able to get results for people. And a lot of that is being able to tune into where they're at. Remember, that part of the spiritual journey because as i said you know a few years ago i'm sitting there thinking something external of me is guiding me and now i'm kind of like it was literally me all along just creating the illusion that there's stuff out there guiding me kind of thing um so I mean, yeah it, it's 
it's a mixture of basically a free service on TikTok with like the videos and stuff. And then if people feel like they need a little bit more of a consistent thing working with their exact situation, that's where this uh, coaching or mentorship comes in. So is that like what type of clients generally come to you? Is it like people who are maybe going through a dark night of the soul and then you do sort of like an energy reading or like what is it? More consistently is people that are going through dark night of the soul and hermit phase that are feeling kind of lost and confused on where their purpose is, what they're supposed to be doing at this period of their life, how to get out of this phase and whatnot, because it it's very challenging when you're going through it you feel very alone you feel like no one understands you again it, it feels like life is kind of falling apart and you're just kind of grasping at straws so it's a very vulnerable point for people and normally when people sign up to do sessions with that you know i kind of look at what they're going through i remember back to what i was going through and i look for little opportunities for them with what i call the leap phase where they start feeling called to do something and it might feel like a very small thing for me like the first initial part of that was just starting to spend money on myself again and show myself that i was valuable i look for like little little things like that in their story i get them to basically tell me everything that's going on we start talking about it we start looking at just it's a very free flow conversation each week with the sessions that way i want people to feel comfortable talking and just say what they need to say so we can kind of really figure stuff out because a lot of people it, it, there's a lot going on during that time and it can be i don't say embarrassing but people get a little scared of talking about all of it because they're like oh god i'm gonna sound insane and that's one of my things is nothing sounds insane to me anymore like it, it just doesn't i've i've experienced too much weird crap myself to think that somebody else's experience that might not match mine but is equally i guess i don't say weird but for lack of a better word weird is something that i would invalidate you know it's like i, I meet people where they're at and just kind of work with wherever they're trying to go with it, which is normally just building a life of, you know, not so much the crap that they're going through and something that they feel is more them in alignment with them, which is just then learning themselves again. I feel that you have a gift to do that too, because you have a very like calming and like very understanding way about yourself that I feel like, that is the perfect thing for you to do because I feel like people will definitely be able to share with you and feel open to knowing that you have, like you genuinely want to help and to heal. That really feels like that's a mission that is meant for you. I love helping. I mean, the thing is I've done this long before I realized I was doing it. You know, I've always been the friend that people go to that they're like, Hey, can you talk? And then, you know, stay up with them like all freaking night talking because they're going through some shit. And, you know, I I've worked with people in a variety of different stuff, like helping them realize their potential and things and just help them build their confidence, help them build whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. And I I've, I've learned that I'm really good at helping people see their, their worth, their power, and basically make positive changes in their life. Um, it it's been something that's been in my life for, since I was a kid, you know, like I played soccer growing up and I got real into that. I would help other players on the team, like kind of grow into that. I got real into like the Pokemon card game for a while. I, I taught many people how to play that at a very high level, including like younger kids and stuff. Um, multiple people would end up at like the world championships, at world championships yeah. and stuff that I was like coaching in that. And it's like coaching stuff has always kind of come natural to me. I just never really considered it for a career until more recently. And then it's like, you know, 
I actually feel like I'm good at this and I can help people figure out what they're not necessarily what they're wanting, but how to achieve what they're wanting. Because a lot of like everything starts in your mind. You know, you, you either think you can or you can't. The whole quote, you know, you're if it, it, you're right either way, you know, you just have to fix your mind frame and that's anything's possible. Now, what if somebody was was feeling like they've been mani- trying to manifest, I should say, but it's not happening? How do you that's help a, them? That's a very common thing. And <laughs> I would start asking them to basically describe their self-concepts to me. Like, what do you feel about your, like, first of all, whatever it is they're trying to manifest. Is it like a job? Is it a certain amount of money? Is it a person? Is it a type of relationship? And I'd ask them to tell me how they view themselves, how they think other people view them, and just tell me like their general beliefs about this situation. And as well, like basically, if they think like, let's say they believe that love is difficult or something, or that relationships always end up in hurt, I would ask them to describe the kinds of relationships that they've seen growing up. Like what was their relationships like with their family? What was their relationship? What did they see friends' parents do? You know, like what kind of influences were on them as a kid and, you know, through early life that they picked up on that they may not even realize they picked up on because a lot of that will influence stuff. You know, did they notice somebody like doing a lot of cheating and stuff? They start develop this subconscious belief that relationships just lead to people not being faithful to you. And then that leads to pain. Is that the kind of stuff like basically I would look for the patterns that are happening in their life and experiences and figure out, try to help them figure out where they're creating that block from because I do believe like everything that their manifestation not coming is still a manifestation like as silly as that might sound it's just they they don't yet believe that it is something they can have or that they deserve or is really what they want like which sounds I don't want to say like a cop out but because let me be real there are times that I sit there and I'm like why I, I really want this thing why isn't it happening well, really, really wanting it is the same thing as not having it. You're very aware of its lack of being You're there. Aware of it, yeah. And there's normally a reason, though, why you feel <laughs> like that isn't going to be yours. And it might just be as simple as some really vague belief of I'm just not lucky enough. It just doesn't go my way. That's not how it works for me. And then you need to figure out why you believe that. Like, where did you pick up this idea that you're not lucky or that things don't work out for you? And sometimes that can be hard. And if you can't figure out exactly where it came from, just realizing that doesn't have to be your belief. And then basically adding an affirmation in there, back to the affirmation thing of, you know, things always work out for me. I'm the creator of me. I'm the creator of my reality. You know, things always work out for me. Just saturating your mind with that so that it starts becoming your more dominant thought. Because that's really what's manifesting all the time is your dominant thoughts. Yeah. And I feel like when people are feeling like that, like their manifestation isn't happening, they're more so looking at the confirmations that, that are confirming their doubts instead of looking at the confirmations that are confirming their desires. Does that make sense? It's kind of like you said, like if they, they're afraid of love because they're afraid of the cheating or whatever, then they're going to notice they're going to be hypersensitive to things that remotely look like that instead of being hypersensitive to the things that are going in the direction that they want. Correct. Yeah. And the thing is like, this is something I've noticed for a lot of people too. People respond to the energy that you 
charge them with, basically. If you believe they're really going to do something, that's going to be the way that it goes. Like, stuff is not as linear as it seems. Your brain creates it in a linear pattern so that it seems normal. But you, basically, if you start believing somebody is going to cheat, and then you start looking for evidence that they're doing so, you're going to eventually find it. And it's going to be created that way. But if you choose the other and start really choose, and this is the part that like really blows people's minds a little bit. And a lot of people struggle with because they want to believe, no, it, it, it was just always going to be, I picked up on that. That was my intuition. That was, you know, my guides or something pointing out to me that I was being protected. Well, when it happens every single time and you do the same stuff every single time and it's a different person, you're the only common thing there. And it's literally your belief and your fear that is happening in front of you. Like I've had lately where this is why I started down this path of I think it's all being created is I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've had people say and do the exact things that I thought they would do that didn't necessarily fall in line with their normal behavior. But I just started kind of like playing around with energy with a little bit. And I'm like, is this like, is this a thing? Because I even started noticing, you know, my belief that somebody else thought that I would do something. But I'm like, well, that's not characteristic for me. I never do that. And then I slowly started feeling in that. But it's like it was my perception of their perception of me. Mm -hmm. I was reflecting back. So it's like it never stops in my in my experience. It never really stops being true that everything is just a reflection. And that's you're you're sometimes getting the reflection of what you believe somebody else is believing about you does that make sense yeah absolutely everything is so it's like you're looking at a mirror that's also already looking in other mirrors kind of thing Mm -hmm. and you can even try that out like what i've i've started doing recently is like i'll just like maybe pick like three numbers and I'm like I'm gonna manifest this number for the day this is gonna be my number and every time I see it I'm gonna think positive thoughts for instance Mm -hmm. right and then and sure enough I'll start seeing that number on a license plate or the side of a truck or something like that and I'm like just thinking to myself how powerful the mind is now maybe it's just I'm observing it more they were always there but either way you're projecting and you're you're manifesting those thoughts, even if it's something as simple as these are the three numbers I'm going to see today in a row, you know, you'll start seeing them. Right. And and that's kind of the thing I think people get stuck on is, is it actually me creating it or am I just like focusing my mind to notice certain things? And to a degree, I'll, I'll give the story for me that I think proved to me that it was, being created instead of just happening. So a while back, I found this uh, this book was gifted to me uh, called E Squared by Pam Grout. And it talks about nine different experiments you can do to prove to yourself that your thoughts create your reality. And like the first two experiments were the ones that I just started with, obviously. And it was basically ask for a gift within 48 hours and then ask for to see a certain car within 48 hours. And this gets a little wild here. So I went ahead and did the first two together and was like, all right, universe, I want a gift, but I would like it to be a wrapped present. But at the time I'm sitting there thinking, like, so the rules for this was you had to believe that it was possible that it would happen and you could make it as specific or as vague as you wanted. You just had to believe wholeheartedly believe 
that it was going to find you, that whatever it is you asked for would happen. So, you know, you, there we go. Sorry. It, the computer tried to close again. So basically you have to just believe that it's going to happen. You have to convince yourself that it's possible. And so, like I said, I asked for a gift, but I specifically stated if it doesn't come in the form of a wrapped present, I want it to state this was a gift mm. so I don't miss it. Well, I also asked to see a pink car because I don't really see pink cars very often. I'm like, well, that will help convince me of this. Okay. And I was still very skeptical at the time. So when I was doing this, it was the opening week for Avengers Endgame. And I'm going to give a small spoiler here for people if you haven't seen it yet, but if you haven't seen it yet, I, well, you know, it's been a few years, so that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was literally like opening day for Avengers. And I... I just got this bug up my butt. It's like 6.45 p.m. I hadn't had a ticket or anything. I'm mm -hmm. driving by a theater after taking my partner to work. And mm -hmm. it was right after I asked for the gift thing. And I'm like, maybe I can go to the theater and get like free popcorn or something as a gift. Like, who knows? Maybe I'll get something for free. Maybe I'll find a seat even. I don't know if there's going to be a seat because they've been selling these on, you know, like eBay and everywhere for a while now because everything's been sold out. Okay. So I walk up to the window and there's a decent bit of a line and i'm noticed there's a showing for avengers at seven but i don't know if it's sold out or not the guy in front of me asks you know if there's any seats less for avengers at seven and the lady's kind of like no there's nothing so they walk away disappointed i walk up after thinking i should just get out of line i'm crazy i'm like do you have one seat for avengers at seven <laughs> and she's like i just told him no she's like unless something has been returned in the last 30 seconds no <laughs> and something just told me i'm like can you check Right. And rolls her eyes at me and she's like, all right, fine. And she looks and she's like, apparently there is now one seat available. Wow. And I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> and my mind is going, I'm like, well, that's not a gift though. I bought it. I'm like, well, the seat really wasn't supposed to be there though. That was kind of really lucky. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get like free popcorn or something. I'm going to get free popcorn or a drink or who knows. Like somebody's going to give me candy or something in there. I don't know yet. So I go in and, you know, I go to buy the popcorn and all that stuff. And I'm like, why why am i not being gifted this i don't get it i don't get it there's supposed to be a gift what the hell and i get into the theater i start watching the movie and everything and i'm just going along and my brain starts thinking i'm like well maybe the seat is the gift but i bought it that's not what i meant and i'm just racking my brain over this and i'm at the scene where thor is talking to his mom and as i'm thinking was this the gift out of her words comes this was a gift <laughs> And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is, un and I'm just thinking, that's very coincidental. There's no way. But then I'm like, if I see that damn pink car, I'm going to believe this. Right. So I go the rest, like, I literally started, I wanted this to be true so bad. Mm -hmm. So I drive around, like, all freaking night trying to find a damn pink car. I'm going through, like, car dealerships and everything. I'm like, I want the pink car. Where's the pink car? Like, I gotta find one pink car. There's gotta be one in this damn city. And yeah, couldn't find a pink car. So I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, why is this not happening? I don't get it. Went to sleep, woke up the next morning, and I'm like, what if I missed the car in the movie? <laughs> so my crazy ass goes and buys another ticket. I go to see the movie again. And wouldn't you know, there is a single pink car in the middle of the flashback scene of 2012 event. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my god. Wait, but that also coincided in my brain with manifestations happen together sometimes. Like if you pair things together, 
they will actually happen simultaneously, which was one of my whole manifesting together prompts of getting people to do three things at once so they could see that they all come together. Well, and I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because no, I, I have it. stories like that where it's just like unbelievably like, and you're racking your brain like, no, this is going to happen. I know. It's, and then you go back and you're thinking about it and you sleep on it. And I've had those same experiences. So I, I'm really laughing with you because it's crazy. Oh, it. You feel crazy at the time, but you're being Oh, yes. Up. I was just sitting there like, I, I need to be locked up. This isn't real. <laughs> right. but to, like, I started getting really like bold with it i'm like all right i need proof like i just got exactly what i asked for but a little too literally like very literally so i'm like well let's just try this again i'm like all right i'm not playing around this time i want to see a lime green beetle bug car i want to see it on south lake boulevard on my way home from taking steven to work and i want it to be obvious i do not want to have to look off in a parking lot for it i don't want to have to even think about it i want this shit to cut me off get my attention i don't care make it get my attention and i want it later today (laughs) yes and i i just i let it go thinking this is inevitable it's gonna happen no matter what well I kind of actually forgot I asked for it because I slept like at the time I was like basically sleeping during the day. We were on like third shift schedules. And after I took him to work, I'm driving back. It's 5.32 p.m. I'm on South Lake Boulevard. I've got music blaring. I completely even forgot that I asked for this. And I'm going through the light at uh, South Lake Boulevard in a roof snow drive. I know I know these don't make any sense to you with where it's at, <laughs> but, you know, just for like specificness and all of a sudden i'm slamming on my brakes screaming uh-huh. at the top of my lungs because somebody just ran a red light and turned in front of me and uh-huh. you know i had the green light and then i start laughing hysterically as i realize <laughs> there's a lime green beetle bug car that i'm like two inches from in the back seat of <laughs> and i'm just like oh oh well hello i asked for you didn't i right you're going to convince me ever no matter how hard you try that that was a coincidence yeah no way that is too specific oh my god i love it oh i love it that was kind of the moment that i'm like shit Mm -hmm. i need to be careful what i asked for right Oh my God, John, that's funny. And it's it's so crazy. Like, I'm sure you hear stories like this a lot from other people. Because I know I've experienced it too. And it is tough. It's like, because you're like, am I going crazy? And even when you try to explain it to people, if they're not on those paths, they're probably like, no, you're tripping. And you're in your head, you're like, I am not tripping. I know like that well, I manifested this. This is the thing that I started realizing. the Like, people that you think are going to think that about you, they think that about you. Like I said, it's all a reflection. So it's not their doubt is your doubt coming from your head out of their mouth. It's your thoughts out of their mouth reflected back to you. Is you still looking for validation that this is real instead of just deciding it's fucking real? I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you're sending me so so many convictions that I need. Yeah, I get you though. You're right. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was watching because I was watching. Um, have you seen Russian Doll? Do you watch that? I have not. Uh, I'm weird with TV stuff. You're weird with what TV? I, I, it takes me forever to get into shows. Sometimes I don't know why. Oh, are you into portals at all? I mean, yeah. The thought of portals and stuff. Well, this show is all about about portals, and she goes through all these different lifetimes and 
in some of the portals, she's like her mom and she's her grandma and she can just see herself in different lifetimes and stuff like interesting. that. Interesting. It's really interesting. And so I was watching the show and then there, like she would be at a certain address or something and then something she would say. And then like, and then like the next day I would be sitting somewhere like near a light or something like that. And then like, I would just happen to look to the side and there would be that same address. And then like something on the radio saying something was said on Russian doll at that same, you know, and it's just like, I try to explain it to people and it just sounds like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, like, it's just crazy. But yeah, you no, should check I get it. Like I started talking about this stuff with some friends a while back and they were like, one was skeptical. The other one was a little more receptive. And I was just like, just watch like some random thing of synchronicity is going to happen soon. And it was like the same day that we were watching like family feud or something. And they asked about like, I forget what it was, but somehow the, the term Ricketts disease came up. Now both of these friends live or work in the medical field at like hospitals. And you know, they're like, who the hell would talk about this? It's like it's something that people don't even know about. Like some people do, but it's kind of rare. Mm-hmm. And I forget what it is. It's something to do with like bones or something. I don't even remember what it does. But the whole point, like it wasn't necessarily relevant other than it was something kind of obscure. It's something that's not really talked about a lot, something not a lot of people know about. Well, yes. you know, we just saw or heard about it on Family Feud. Then it's like an hour later, some friends, some other friends asked us to come over and play um, like this trivia game with them. It was like, I forget what it's called. I think, what do you know or something like that? And in that game, <laughs> there was a question that refer- referred to Rick's disease. Right. And we're like, what the hell? Right. And I'm just sitting there like smiling. I'm like, no, well, hello. This is the example I was waiting to tell you about. Right. And what if at work? One of his coworkers brought up Rick's disease with him. And he's like, what the hell is this? I've been in this field for 26 years and I've heard it once. And now three times in a day? <laughs> You can't make that up. There's just no way. I'm just like, yeah, welcome to the weirdness. Right. (laughs) You are on the path now. (laughs) Slowly awakening. That is funny. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. There's one thing I wanted to kind of just touch on before we go. Because, and this is, you know how we were talking about past lives, like what happened in Russian Dawn stuff? You yep. made an interesting post about, and I don't remember it word for word, but it was, was it a vision you had or a dream about a past life or something? So it was a very quick past life regression. Uh, this uh-huh. was back in 2021 when I did a uh, coaching session with Victor Odo. Um, he did like a mass past life regression thing for the whole group that I was a part of. And I went into it and asked the question, you know, why is it so hard for me to say no to the people I love like why do I why am I afraid that they're not going to that they're going to think I don't love them if I don't do everything they ask (laughs) and like I I was I just let go of all like preconceived things about this and you know I'm sometimes I'm a visual person but I'm more often somebody that just feels things and knows things it's like not so much clairvoyance as it is claircognizance and uh what's the other one clairsentient you know, it's like you you know and you feel things. So I just kind of let myself go into this hypnosis thing like that. And, you know, the prompts were very vague. It's like, you know, imagine yourself floating off of a cloud, entering into some area. What does the area look like? What kind of surroundings are you in? What's 
you know, are you in a house? Do you have a family? Who's around you? What kind of body do you have and all this stuff? And I'm not going to go into the, well, I'll go into some details, but it was kind of interesting because I saw myself with a very small family. We were on another planet. And again, you you can think it's weird all you want, but we've talked about enough weird stuff, I guess. Yeah, Um, I'm here for it. (laughs) So anyway, the bodies were more like, chipmunk type things but it was like humanoid chipmunks they were like chippendale or something like that mm-hmm. and it was like emotions were heavily tied to our health on this planet now i don't know what caused i had a small family it was just me spouse and a kid and i don't really like recall like specific genders necessarily i don't know if that was even a thing on this planet but mm-hmm. your kid got real sick and i don't know what caused it i worked as like a woodworker or something mm-hmm. and it wasn't a planet where you had to work to survive. You basically just did stuff to exchange energy and contribute. But I knew something bad was happening with our kid and I didn't want to face it. And I basically got to this point where I'm like, I I convinced myself that I had to work to provide for us when that wasn't a thing on this planet. And so I left my spouse to deal with the kid getting sick and everything. And as I said, like, you know, our emotions were heavily tied to our health. Well, our kid passed away. And this vision, it, again, I, you know, it's all this hypnosis thing. But then my spouse got like real, felt betrayed and everything. Emotions were real heavy. If I had been there to actually like share that burden, would have been fine. But instead, spouse passed away as well. And I basically lived the rest of that life feeling like an absolute pile of garbage because I'm like, do they know how much they meant to me kind of thing? And I just mm-hmm. felt like I had to do everything possible to, you know, fix this. And when I came out of it, I started thinking about, it, I started realizing something. My entire life this time has been, I don't know how many times I have ended up being a caregiver for somebody after surgeries or health issues. It has been a thing with everybody that has been like a prominent role in my life from my mother to every single partner I've had to very dear friends. And one of the things that <laughs> I met somebody more recently that, made this all kind of come full circle for a little bit and it's changed how i looked at stuff quite a lot because we started this is going to be the silly part we started doing this almost instantly this weird little chattering noise at each other sounds funny i know but it's almost like a squirrel or something getting oh my god like, you know you, you can imagine like squirrels or chipmunks making this chattering noise at each other right Right. And we both kind of recognize it as something like, I love you or affection. And mm-hmm. he looks at me and he's like, why the hell do we do this? It makes no sense. I've never done this with anyone before. I don't get it. And yeah. then it clicked in me. I'm like, you're that spouse from that oh vision, aren't you? Oh and God. it just clicked in me so hard. So it's like, it, like that's been screwing. I don't want to say screwing with me, but just kind of confusing me a little bit i'm like okay how does this fit into all this idea with stuff and i'm trying to figure out like is everything just this created thing for me to figure this out like what is it i don't really know but i wasn't sure if i believed it was real or if it was just like my brain coming up with a bunch of stuff to make things make some kind of sense for me for why i've experienced all the stuff i've experienced in my life but when he asked about that chattering, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh hold on, big light bulb going off. Right. On. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Your souls were, wow. Did you, did you feel like your souls recognized each other before that instantly, even happened? Like instantly. I mean, we yeah. met and just became instantly crazy close. Yeah. So it just, yeah. 
Wow. So this time you're going to do better. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's kind of been my realization with this, but it's kind of switched around a lot with stuff. I'm just trying to like, you know, life's ever evolving, you know, you got to make sense of it. But sometimes on the spiritual path, it's hard to make sense of it because there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, John, how can people find you if they want to be part of the spirituality? So I'm on most of the social medias as Spirituality You on TikTok. Facebook, Instagram. I have a YouTube account as well. Um, TikTok is probably the easiest place to find me right now. Uh, I also have my website, which is just spiritualityu.com. Uh, it's just a U at the end of the letter, not spelled out Y-O-U. Um, and yeah, uh, on there, I've got an application to sign up for coaching as well. Um, I'm always, there's a chat server on there, a Discord server. It's a free community to chat on and everything like that. Um, I'm in there pretty much daily you can always message me on there you can message me on tiktok uh if you tiktok is a little difficult to message on because you have to follow each other back and whatnot so if you find a video or something and you want to talk to me on there just you know shoot me a follow and comment hey follow me back so i can talk to you or something like that there's multiple ways to get in touch with me um the easiest easiest way would be fill out the application and from there i contact you about you know setting up sessions and everything if you're not sure if you're ready for one of those you know i do like a free 30 to 40 minute like get to know me kind of session as well from the application from the get-go so you know if you're not sure if this is really for you it's honestly all you have to lose is a little bit of time of contacting me and then we have kind of a talk like we just had today <laughs> and you even have a um, playlist on there i listen to yes, your I have several, like music playlists and stuff uh just for signing up from the newsletter for different things that have just really resonated with me over the years music that has found me on my journey that's kind of helped me out yeah i like that i like that idea so sometimes people need that you can't always be in a coaching session and you know but still in between those sessions you need you know just a little pick me up or confirmation just to keep your mind on the right vibration so i like that yeah yeah very nice well john unless there's anything else you want to add before we go i would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making my manifestation come to fruition (laughs) it's been wonderful i think we kind of manifested this together to be honest from what i was saying earlier so i appreciate you sending out the invite and i honestly (laughs) have had a blast myself thank you very much (laughs) all right talk soon thank you we'll definitely have to be in touch have a blessed day all right bye-bye thanks joy